Listener Production. Spread your jams and drizzle your syrups. Why is it so sticky? It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Oh, hello, hello. Matt O'Kine with you. Uh, joined by Alex Dyson. This is all day breakfast. And I was very excited to see you announce some very big news uh, over the break, Alex. Well, it could be podcast shaking news. Matt O'Kine, because at the moment you're talking to uh, Alex Dyson, the, the podcaster, occasional sesh gremlin uh, when it comes to uh, getting on the ones and twos. Uh, got a book coming out, so children's author, but um, you could be having to call me a little bit more honourable than I am pending a little bit of news. So uh, we might get into that today. Also a belated Tuesday clickfish after we caught up with producer Bron yesterday. Looking forward to seeing what she's been clicking on over the little Christmas break. And yeah, look, I'm going to give you a little bit of an update on my uh, moving mission. I've been picking up some funky furniture <laughs> from all over Sydney. Wait, did you get and an inflatable uh, couch for your new house? <laughs> nah, man, just a bean bag and a lava lamp. So I'll, uh, I'll uh, tell you about what caught my eye just recently. But let's get stuck right into this show. I want to hear all about your uh, endeavours, Alex Dyson. This is Matt Nax All Day Breakfast. Let's go, let's go, let's go. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Well, I'll tell you what, Alex Dyson, Boris Johnson and his mates, <laughs> they get lit, don't they? No, Love a, little, a party. little BYOB lockdown party causing all sorts of troubles for the Johnson government in the UK. We had to buy our own milk at Triple J. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we had to bring our own milk just if we wanted coffees in the morning. These guys are having garden parties. Like we, we're, we were in the wrong part of government. Yeah, That's I mean, that, that is the thing, Matt, watching, uh, watching these uh, people at the top. One rule for them. Different rules for the rest of us. It's enough to make a man so irate that he'll uh, head down his local electoral commission and chuck the name in the hat uh, with his $2,000 deposit and happy to say that uh, 2022 uh, Dyson for, uh, for Parliament is back. Yes, bro. Yes, I saw David Pocock got behind you on Facebook and Instagram. Yep. I, I mean, very Excited to see you've already got some big, big heavy hitters behind you in this campaign. But tell yeah, us it's good. It, I'm looking for I'm looking for more. If you want to endorse me for Parliament, that's going well. I'm literally running again in 2019. I had a little attempt, you know, trying to raise awareness of how important it is to vote for the young people. It would have been very difficult to unseat the incumbent, who is uh, currently Dan Tian, the Trade Minister, because um, yeah, that particular party that he's part of has been in power for 60 plus years down there. But I love where I'm from. I want to see him. Respected, not taken for granted, and I had such a good time last time that it was worth fronting up and going again, Matt O'Kind, this time not announcing the day before uh, it was due, not doing the sign <laughs> the day before. I'm actually uh, giving it a, a proper crack. We'll see how we go. So you did go to the electoral office. You did put in a fill in a form or and you, you know, hand over a cheque or whatever, and then now what? Well, I can't do that until they announce the election and as part of what's going on in the Australian parliamentary system, the government who's in can announce which date it is to suit themselves. Oh, so we've got okay. to do that. Another politicians by making rules to suit themselves. So what are you gonna? What do you have to do from here on? Like what? Because I don't even understand. Like you say you're running for parliament, and I'm mm. like, cool. What? <laughs> what does that even mean? Well, I've got to somehow convince. Around 50% of the voters either that I'm the best person 
for the job of representing that or with the preferential system that Australia has currently, um, at least convince people that if their person doesn't make it, I'd be the second best person or the third person. Just the, I want to be the person that people hate the least is my aim. You don't want to be number six on that ballot. You know when you go through and you're like, who even are these people? Mm. It's always some rant. It's like it's like the Australian bear hunting party. You're like, what? <laughs> well, who is really it? How is this person running? And they never teach you the rules. Like you don't really know how to stand and, and what your preferences mean. And, and even last time I was saying to people, it's like using your preferences to make a particular electorate marginal. And people don't often understand what that means, but it's a very interesting set of numbers, Matt. When you take a look at how much money is pumped into electoral seats, more often than not, the ones that are very close between the parties somehow magically seem to get a new swimming pools and this is announced and there's the car park for this electorate. And we've seen over the distance that uh, politicians are more interested in um, pumping money into these places which will help them win rather than seats like one. And it's been safe for a very long time. Um, and so I'm going in there to give people a different option, an independent option because, yeah, talking to people who... And I've known people who've worked in multiple political parties and hearing what goes on behind the scenes is just, it's just ridiculous. Like with the leaders of, of the Labor Party currently, there's, you've got to have someone from the right faction, you've got to have someone from the left faction. And then with the Liberal National Coalition, it's you've got to have the national person in this. They, they never worry about who's the best for the job. It's sort of like appeasing of the internal power brokers of things that... The people out there on the street trying to, you know, make a living and raise a family, they don't care about those the factions in your political party. No. They just want someone who will identify a problem, listen to your concerns, and then go and fight for it. So I'm going to bloody try and give it a go. So, okay, over the next however many weeks or months, we're going to be tracking Alex Dyson's journey mm. from um, zero to hero, <laughs> all right? The people's person of Wannan. Mm, that's it. So if you're in Wannan, that's the southwest of Victoria. It runs all the way from Anglesey on the Great Ocean Road all the way to the South Australian border up to the sort of just below the Grampians this year and the towns around Ararat oh. and everything in between. And so uh, if you want me to come visit you, if you want to uh, get on the podcast, we can do a highlight of what you're up to in the area. I'd really love to meet and do as many people as possible. And no matter where you are in Australia, give me some yes. recommendations. What do you think I should do? What do you think I should see? What policies do you want me to run on that can help people, all Australians? <laughs> Actually, yeah. I'm happy to take all suggestions because I want to put people <laughs> first, Matt O'Kind. Our mate Ollie Wards, who we're on a group chat with, me, Alex and Ollie, all used yeah. to work together at Triple J. And uh, Ollie's like, yeah, congratulations on, uh, on you know, the announcement. Dice, so very excited. So can I just, like, throw out some policy chat here or what? And I was like, <laughs> and I was thinking he was going to, like, do some joke stuff, like, you know, because he works at TikTok yep. now. I thought he was going to be like, you know, can we, can we mandate TikTok for all Australians under 10 or whatever? Anyways. Soft drink in the bubblers, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Steady <laughs> lead straight with, in the, in, the, in the lads group chat, just free childcare, bro. We need it. <laughs> it is outrageous what's going on. And that's how it is. So it's like, okay, well, look, if you've got your own suggestions, you know, then please mm. keep in touch with us at matt.n.r. They can be funny suggestions or they can be really genuinely serious suggestions because Alex isn't playing around. Yeah, because you hear things like that. I look up how much childcare costs and a few of my friends are having children now and it is 
ridiculous. So finding a way to do that and looking at the um, the economic benefits, particularly, you know, getting women into the workforce um, when it comes to that, when it's, you know, cheaper to just stay home instead of working to look after your children, it's there's definitely something to be worked out there. And finding out things last time, like going to a dairy farm and meeting the person is like, yeah, so my electricity bill's $40,000 a month. And you're like, <laughs> well... That's almost as much as the daycare. <laughs> I mean, jeez, I tell you what. I was worried about, you know, leaving the light on accidentally overnight or something like that. And then you've got people like this who, when politicians get up and say, power prices will always be lower under a government we lead, there's no doubt that you'd, you know, with issues that big that you'd vote for that particular party. So, look, I'm going to uh, give it a crack. We'll have the campaign over the next little while here on the podcast, uh, whilst also giving you the embarrassing content that you deserve from two hosts such as ourselves. Producer Bron. Yes, it is that time where we jump into the articles that you uh, unfortunately are desperate to know the answer to, but you're too cool to give the organisations who wrote them uh, any positive reinforcements to continue writing them because they're making the world a vacuous, awful place. Uh, having said that, Bron, hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> you are our sacrificial lamb uh, who does click on the articles. So we all uh, just have to click it once. Um, how's, how's the summer of clicking gone? Pretty good. This one, um, have you guys been playing Wordle? I did it for the first oh, time about this week. To bring up Wordle. I love it. I wish I could do more than one a day. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. What is oh. Wordle for those who haven't uh, jumped on board, Bron? So it's like this daily word puzzle game where you have six guesses to guess a five-letter word. Um, and then if you put in a word and if it's in the right, the letter's in the right spot, it's got a green tile. And if it's the right letter but in a wrong spot, it has a yellow tile and you have to kind of work it out as you go and try sort of and beat it. Almost see. like a modern hangman, uh, like back in the day, trying to guess the letters in a word. Elements of that, yeah. And, you, can, you know, it's all about choosing the right words, you know, first. Uh, I always lead with gooch. Uh, that's my... What? G-O-O-C-H. Why would you put two O's in, mate? You're wasting Rookie your time. Error. I always go audio first because it's got most of the vowels. Oh, audio is oh, a good one. Bron. That's, that's a great a good tip. one. So um, uh, we, what's, what's the word on word or where'd it come from and where's it going? So it was created by this guy. I think his last name is Wardle. Anyway, this... <laughs> it is. Josh Wardle, I'm pretty sure, right? It, there's been articles popping up about it everywhere, but this one's from The Sun UK, the headline, Brits fuming over today's word or puzzle answer. Right, because everyone gets the same word every day. Yes. And people have been sharing how they go, but it only shows the colour of the tiles and not the letters. Yes. So it doesn't reveal what today's word is. Yeah, but people give away too much. Like Reese Nicholson the other day, I got beef with Reese. If you're listening, Reese. He said, oh, read the room, Wordle. And so immediately I was like, well, it's got to have something to do with, you know, a pandemic or something terrifying. Uh, it'd be, you know. Reese, last time I talked to him, he was in hotel quarantine getting ready for a new season of RuPaul in NZ. And so. Are you, is, are you allowed to reveal that? Uh. I think they know it's getting renewed. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know. Uh, everyone knows it's getting renewed. All but um, right, I'd be it'd so. be devastating. You do your wordle at the start of the day in hotel quarantine, and you're like, "Well, that's it. What's next? <laughs> the next 23 hours and 59 minutes of the day." Uh, but why were the Brits fruit fuming, Bron? Because the word was favour, 
and they used the American oh, version and had it yeah. without the See, U. I have to admit, I saw the uproar on Twitter and that allowed me to guess what that word was. Mm. So that's why, I mean, I, do, I just wish people didn't comment on it until it's, you know, give it away until it's done, until it's the end of the day. Favour is a six-letter word in Australia and the UK. <laughs> Did Wordle have a response to these irate customers? No, nah, they just keep on going. <laughs> <laughs> well, not that, not that I saw. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. All right, Bronwyn, what's up next? So this one is, I wish it was clickbait, but I just saw the headline and just had to do it. It's a bit of an oldie, but a weird one. Headline, cocktail guide offers recipes made with urine. Oh, God. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> this this is in an actual, genuine media outlet. Well, it's foxnews.com. <laughs> um, all right. Recipes made with urine. Um, There's no clickbait. That's just what that's happened. That cocktail is recipes. Happened. So cocktail recipes. It's the complete urine drinkers <laughs> cocktail guide. There's 25 drinks. The Bear Grylls shaken, not stirred. <laughs> well, there's the Marga Pita. There's the Pisco Sour, and there's also a pea and tonic. The penis colada. <laughs> Wow. Because um, if it was a real clickbait article, it was, you won't believe the main ingredient in this new cocktail <laughs> That's book. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm. So did you click on it and, um, oh, God, now that I've realised what, you, what you've clicked on, you're going to get some real whack <laughs> like suggested ads soon. I know. Um, but did you click on it? And, and like, so how much wee goes into a, a margarita with wee? It's just a standard 30 mils, I believe, but it has to be fresh. <laughs> They said fresh urine with lemon juice and a free-range white egg and simple syrup for the Pisco Sour, <laughs> the dash of bitters. Sorry, and it literally suggests that you do your own wing yes. into it. You know, and then some health professionals have, of course, come out and said, you know, it's not the best idea to drink, you know, urine. Yeah. Obviously, think, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> the taste alone, but also for health purposes. Because it is, it is the waste that gets... It gets removed through the system. Oh so. my god! What about this? I just I just googled urine cocktails. Here's one headline: Urine cocktail guide offers 25 alcohol-free recipes. I mean, <laughs> imagine doing the urine without the the fun <laughs> bit. I mean, that, that's just drink it straight from the source if you're going to do that. Yuck. Hey, do you know what this? According to a recent survey, thanks to the spiritsbusiness.com. Uh, revealed 3.8% of the UK population drink urine regularly in order to benefit their health. Really? Just have a kombucha. Yeah. What are you doing? (laughs) Hey, if you drink your own urine, please get in touch with the (laughs) show. I want to hear from them. At matt.n.alex. I do want to hear from you. I want to know whether you've got any proof that it works, Mm. whether it feels and tastes okay, Mm. and whether you've been sick from it or anything like that, or whether there's any stigma attached you've had to overcome with convincing, you know, a partner or family members to, you know, get on board. Well, watching an episode of Nathan for You one time, and at the end he's surprised by someone who's part of the culture is they drink urine for good luck and good health. It's just something that was passed down from a family, you know, that old the old recipes. Well, i, I got to tell you, I'm starting to feel like I'm missing out on something. <laughs> I've never done it before, but, uh, yeah, get in touch. If we were, Matt, a a breakfast radio duo worth our metal, (laughs) we'd get the chef in, we'd get the mixologist in, (laughs) and we would have a sample. (laughs) 
<laughs> if we were going for the ratings, at which, you know, we deserve, that's what would happen right now. You keep saying we. Is that a part? <laughs> Order up! Just how you like it. Perfect. Well, Alex Tyson, we were discussing um, urine cocktails previously. (laughs) I know, uh, one week in to all day breakfast. Our second show, we're straight to the moneymaker, urine cocktails. But um, no, you know, I mentioned yesterday. It is the number one issue. uh, I I mentioned... <laughs> um, important with a capital P. No, okay, that make sense. Okay, look, look. On that note, yeah. All right. Yep. I mentioned I did a lot of you know furniture picking up from marketplace etc. over the um over the holidays um mm-hmm. in the uh, Madakine Van Man. And uh, one of the things picked up, I mentioned yesterday, the old secondhand mattress. Now, it's a risky, mm. risky thing to do. It is a risky one. I told you I was walking to work and I saw that the, you know, everyone's got hard rubbish. Um, but I walked past the local brothel, you know. Yeah. And um, they had put out their mattresses for hard rubbish. A lot of mattresses. Mm, exactly right. And um, they, would have, they would have seen a lot of kilometres over the, over the years. So I hope you didn't, hope it wasn't the same place you picked up yours from, Matt. Well, I i mean, you never know. You just don't know when you're getting a secondhand thing what's been done on it. But then I also thought, you know, when I go to a hotel, it's not like... True. It's not like, you know, they they wet vac those every day either. Like You do wish it was a new mattress every day, oh, don't you? Oh, <laughs> I mean, I environmentally, it would be rough with the raw materials, but for peace of mind, I mean... You know the uh, the scariest thing in the world I think would be would be taking a UV light through any hotel room. Like I don't want some things you don't want to see, and that's just one of those things. So I thought you know it'll be fine. It's not gonna we're not gonna be one sleeping on it. It'll be guest guest room mattress. Um, and you know to be fair, we'll we'll organise a cleaner to come through and clean it, right? Yep. But we 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 found a nice looking mattress, good quality. Reason price, it was only like $100, you know. You knew they're like 900 bucks. So we're like, you know, better for the environment than to buy a new one, cheaper, mm. etc. But there's a obvious stain on it. Yeah. Now, I yeah. am not judgmental about anything, all right? You know, I don't, I don't, I don't like to judge what people are doing with whatever mm-hmm. they're doing it with, okay? Yep, yep, yep. yep. But, you know, we had to ask what's... You asked. Stay. Well, what? I mean, what are you going to not? Yeah, because what if? I mean, okay. To be fair, it was a it was a risky question. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> so you're giving away the mattress for a hundred dollars? Okay. Someone asks you, "What's that from?" Are you going to be truthful? And if they are truthful, are you going to believe them? There's no. There's no winning here because if you're walking along, it's like, oh, what's that? What's that on your t-shirt? What's that stain? He's like, oh, that's toothpaste. It, it doesn't matter the answer. <laughs> it's always bad. Look, we thought about all of this as well, and um, and I, we, I said, just ask, just ask them what it is. So Bell asked just on Facebook. They said, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's rosé, right? What's a pinkish hue to it? Was it? <laughs> and I was a bit like, mm, okay, maybe it was a. 
dark rosé. I mean, whether it was poop or blood or rosé, whatever. There's there's a little bit of a stain there. It's fine. It's come out now in the good oh, clean. Good. So good, good, good. Done, I mean, you know, not entirely, but it's it's pretty. It's pretty. It's much lighter now. But it got me thinking: How'd you stain your mattress? <laughs> Let us know at matt.n.alex. How'd you stain your mattress? Because there's the obvious ones, okay, you know, bodily fluids. Yep. That's fine. But, I mean, if you if you did stain it via rosé, how? What were you doing? Was it a cheeky wine in bed or was it mm. the, the dance party, everyone up on the, mm. you know, doing the coyote ugly, you know, double parked with two Shiraz glasses and then suddenly a bit spills out onto your yeah. friend's bed and they can't sell it on Facebook. Well, or, I'd, know, love just, to, I'd love to extend that to anyone who's had to explain an innocent stain. <laughs> <laughs> How did you word it? What did you do? How unlikely was the situation? And did they believe you? If you've had to explain an innocent stain, please get in touch with us, matt.ad.alex. Look, we better wrap this bad boy up for today. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Um, and thank you very much to our producer, Bron, for joining us too. We're going to be back with another big episode tomorrow. And we'll catch you then. Bye-bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex. Listener.